Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Elite City. We did it again. We got this on lockdown, Rick. Um, how are things going on up in Canada, sir? As, as soon as you said that, now like the internet's going to explode or something and we're going to... True. This is True. not going to come out for some reason. Something's going to happen. <clears throat> It'll be and like it's a shame because so much happened. We have so much to talk about. So much to talk about. And, and I know every week we come on and we go, so much happened, but like so much happened this time. We have to, <laughs> there are, there's a lot. We don't even have time to meander about the weather today. We have to just get I right know. to it. And and I will start with a funny story that I got yelled at on Twitter today because someone made the post. What is the worst storyline of all time in okay. professional wrestling? <laughs> I said WWE from 2001 <laughs> <to> present. <laughs> I made a lot of people highly upset. What one guy gave me like the cheerleader emoji and said, "Yay AEW, I hate you," <laughs> <laughs> and it made me happy. What year was Katie Vick? I don't even know what that is. Oh, the Kane Katie Vick. Oh, you're lucky. You don't know what Katie Vick is. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh one. I cast out no one. I guess. Yeah. No, you're you're lucky. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to spare you knowing what it is. Good. Because it because it was so bad. <laughs> now I have to make a note and I have to look this up later. <laughs> it's 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 honestly the worst on so many levels. It's the worst storyline in history. <laughs> uh, is it worse than whenever the big boss man pulled the big show's dad's casket? Off yes, of the, because at the least that was that. at least that was like weird. At least that was weirdly funny. Like <laughs> there was like a, an element of comedy to it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, this was every single thing about it was bad for multiple reasons. I cannot wait now. I'm but yes, just like when we said we couldn't waste time, now right, we're wasting we time, time talking talking about a 20-year-old WWE storyline <laughs> well, on a I, current day AEW podcast. It's all right. I was about to bring it and say, <laughs> and we got to visit the house of the dragon. <laughs> yes. Uh we did what an angry dra- what an angry dragon we've got too. It, it was a very angry dragon. My prediction didn't come to fruition when I said we were going to get the streaming service, but no, I was. They also, I think they did a little uh, photo shoot with the throne, but there was no throne. There, yes, there was also no throne, which it's disappointing. Yeah, but uh, talking about people making calls, and we'll get to later. You had the call of the century between <laughs> Jungle Boy and Christian. We'll get there. We'll get there. But we're we're going to start off with CM Punk in the ring. Opening a dynamite, House of the Dragon, special night. Uh, he challenges Hangman. Hangman doesn't re- doesn't respond. Uh, did they did they say Hangman wasn't there, or did they not say he's not there? Y- yes, well, because he wasn't there. Well, that's also not true. He he was backstage, but right? But storyline wise, he wasn't there, right? And if you watch BTE this week. They explain exactly what he was doing and why he didn't answer. I'll watch that. Just watch it. (laughs) It is, you'll never guess. It is the greatest moment 
in history. And we're going to immediately jump into the controversy because I know people are yes. saying that yes. that was a that was not planned. That was yeah, off script. So that was sure going was into it. business for himself. And it may yeah. have well been. I have no idea. I don't know anything. I'm just a guy. I don't know any of that either. Yeah, I'm, we're just I, we're just guys. <laughs> we're just we're just guys but to me it did I, it did seem odd like it seemed unnecessary or strange like for him to randomly confront hagman but it also seemed kind of in character for cocky cm punk i liked it because it, it gave punk a little bit of an edge we saw yeah. a little heelish punk which uh it wasn't full-blown heel but it was it was heel-ish. definitely the whole the whole promo was definitely heelish punk yes oh like, yeah the whole for sure he wasn't coming out like you know insulting the crowd or whatever, but it was it was heelish. I, I mean, well, well, we'll go right down the list here. He said that Mox isn't even the third best guy in his group. I thought that was that was pretty gnarly of a. That was a good shot. It also alluded to the shield, which was a good shot. Yes, but it but it <laughs> it, it makes me feel bad for Wheeler Yuta because you know he's the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, right after that, I mean, he did jump around a little bit. He says that Eddie Kingston is not even the second best Eddie he's shared. No, he he said third best Eddie. Third best. Third best Eddie. People were, I I couldn't, I don't know who the other Eddie was. One is obviously Eddie Guerrero. One's obviously Eddie Guerrero. But who's the other one? Um, Eddie Edwards. Could have been Eddie Edwards. That's a good call. I was. I've heard. Say that, I, I I asked on Twitter. Umaga's real name was Eddie. Could it have been him? Uh, could have been. I don't him. know. Uh, Punk has a thing for like the old, like style. Did he ever maybe be trained by or trained with like Eddie Gilbert or something? Yeah, I thought about that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but like I know he was real close with. Um, uh, Harley Race, so maybe right. we met him through him. I don't know. They might. He might even been too old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I I love Eddie Kingston, but you're not the third best Eddie or the second best Kingston. Yeah. It's, it's a really good line. <laughs> like yeah. like, it, like yeah. it's a re- it's a really good line. Yeah, because I mean, obviously Kofi, and right. that's like that took me by like I was like, well, who the hell's heck? Excuse me, who the heck's the other Kingston? And I was like, oh wait, Kofi, that was great. <laughs> um mox answers the call uh and i thought it was funny whenever punks just started doing the snow angels and said ah he'll be here in a couple minutes yeah see Thanks that was another that was another little heelish thing because yes he's kind of mocking his his entrance yeah i thought it was great uh and was it you know moxley said you're writing checks that your body can't cash I yeah that was pretty gnarly line by mox <laughs> and then uh they're going you know we're, we're talking some back and forth banter moxley says punk isn't even the best wrestler in catering <laughs> <laughs> i also re- i also really enjoyed when he said he was the heart and soul and punk said he's the dollars and the cents and then yes. mox shot back with we know we don't know you're only here because you ran out of money <laughs> all all good lines so Those good the next three uh I'm a yeah. little sad that they're having this match so soon, only because I want to see more promos. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to this here in a second. Uh, I I guess uh, go off script. I, I have a layout. I'm just not following it. You're totally fine. Totally <laughs> fine. Uh, they actually do get to each other, which excuse me, which I thought was um 
I thought it was good idea. Like that's something that you don't see. You know, you usually don't even let the guys touch each other until right. it's time. But they let him go. Uh and whenever Mox threw the chair in and Punk <laughs> just set it up and sat down and stared at him, I thought that was I'm like that was professional entertainment right there. Yeah. You can say what you want, but like we we talk about WWE all the time. Punk learned that how to work that way in WWE. Right. I'm yeah, sorry. I, like, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, he saw that. He saw that moment. He's like, okay, I'm gonna give these fans a moment. I'm you not you, let you you can you know. tell, and it's it's from from the beginning of AEW. Someone like Mox, we not WWE all the time, but like you right. could tell he's he's learned a lot of things. Like he's oh absolutely not as much now as before. The gap isn't as wide because obviously everyone else has been on TV for a while. But like when he first when AEW first started, yes. there was a significant difference between he's had experience in front of a large audience on TV and the other guys hadn't. Correct. I saw someone even mention once uh, on Twitter. Um, Mox's entrance, he'll stop and pose with the belt so that like fans can take a photo of him in the crowd. Yeah. But he's not <laughs> but he's not doing it in a way that it seems like he's posing so that the fans Correct. can take a photo. Like he just seems like he's like celebrating. Like but he manages to get I mean the the, the audience is gonna remember that. And that makes perfect sense because I watch this all the time and I feel I know my fair share of professional wrestling, but I never even put two and two together. Like that yeah. makes so much sense. I didn't like, notice it either. I saw someone write it on Twitter that you'll see him. He'll he'll stop and he'll look out and he'll pose, kind of right. pose, not like obvious right. pose, but just enough that he's he'll stand still long enough that people can take that, his picture. That's see, that's thinking. That's fantastic. Um, the segment as a whole was a great segment. Excellent. Um, personally, I don't think we're going to get resolution on Wednesday. And that's my question to you. What do you think is going to happen Ooh, since I, they announced I the don't know. I know. I know. <clears throat> technically, if we're going chronological order, they, they didn't announce that it's on Wednesday, but we're just going to – everyone knows it's, it's right. on Wednesday. Um, right. So, yeah, I don't know. When they when they announced that they're going to do it on Wednesday, if this was a WWE show – and I'm not knocking WWE, just based on their history, if when they announce a match like this to happen in advance – you know something there's going to be a screw job endings that's not right. going to be a double count out or someone's going to interfere and take them both out or or right. something and they won't have the match and then they'll have the the real match at the pay-per-view i don't think AEW does that they tend to not do that they haven't really had any any like any matches that just end in screw jobs like that right so i can't see them running it now and then running it again in a couple weeks at all out well i mean technically yeah, not even a couple of weeks, like a week and a half. Yeah. You know, like, so I can't see that. If they were gonna if they if they were gonna run this match at all out, they would save it for all out to like get people to buy the pay-per-view. That's that's true. So again, so I think my, they're gonna do something else. <clears throat> see, that kind of flushes my theory down the drain. <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna get a 60-minute time limit draw, and then Tony Khan's gonna come out and say, You are not to touch each other until next sunday unless they want to add something yeah, they could they would do that if they want to add some like big stipulation and they need a reason oh, yeah. for adding that big stipulation oh, yeah. like they and want they, to do it in a cage or in something a cage then or they, strap match yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah i could see that my other thinking was punk is clearly on his way to turning heel he has been for a while even before he got injured with this the stuff with hangman you could tell he was like oh, on yeah. his way to kind of turning heel 
not, I don't think he's going to turn heel. Like he's going to, you know, throw anyone through a, a barbershop window. I don't think he's going to have like <laughs> a, like a heel turn moment where he attacks a good guy. I think he's just going to slowly get more and more heelish until you hate him. I feel like that's the way it's going. And that makes a lot of sense. But I can't, I want, I think they want him to be a heel, but they know he definitely won't get booed in Chicago. And that's, that, that's what I was just going to say. Like punk could literally probably light the building on fire. Right. Like, eh, we needed a new arena anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting old. They'd, they'd be happy. They'd be like, nice job. You burned it down. We got a new arena. <laughs> Yeah, great. Like, <laughs> yeah, look what he did for the city. What a great guy. <laughs> um, so he, like, if, if they want him to be the heel in the match against Mox, there's no way he's going to be a heel in the match against Mox at, at All Out. So they're going to have to do something else. And I guess that's why they're having it on Wednesday. That's That that could have been my thinking. I don't know. Now, there there is also the big-time rumor that this could be opening the door for a Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yes. Uh but see again, I don't. If if they want Punk to stay, if they want Punk to go heel, they can't bring Max back now. Even right. if, like, Max could come back and say, "Hey, I cured cancer," and he'd get booed out of the yeah. arena. And if they <laughs> like, and if they try to make him a face, which I mean, I could see them possibly trying to do that because he's going to be like the anti-authority guy. Right. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, the only he's just thing... too good of a heel that he should stay a heel. I, I, I agree. But the only thing that I could think about is you go back to Max's last promo, which we all think was a work here. Um, it kind of lines up to exactly what Hangman said. So right. what if you get like the elite and I mean, we all know they're VPs and Hangman and all the indie guys and Max brings them all out and was like, these are all the people that you screwed over all those years ago when you left Ring of Honor and they no longer had a place to work. I mean, it kind of writes itself. Right. Because right. then he could blame the fall of Ring of Honor on Punk. And that's a significantly better idea than like the AEW originals against the XWB guys, which I personally don't want to see because I think that's boring. This, right. this, this now. Right. And he can like he could totally say that like basically you left Ring of Honor, the Indies kind of crash in the United States, NXT starts and screwed every mid level person out because they wanted to kill the Indies. And right. thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> like and that's a good point. That would be that and, would actually that would actually be really cool. And well, yeah, see, this is my wrestling brain. This is what, what I sit in bed and think about it when I'm <laughs> sleep. <laughs> uh, then you could take it to the like the next level here. And, you know, Max is all of a sudden the savior of the indie wrestler. And we all know that the fans, a majority of them were of AEW, were indie slash New Japan style. Right. Everybody would love him. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, uh, but you know, we're we're, we're gonna see. But that's just my theory. What, what's I mean, they are going on? somewhere long term story wise because both, both all three Hangman, MJF, and Eddie all kind of said the same thing to Punk. Yes, that you're not a 
a good guy. You act like you're a good guy, but you're not. And you, you're, you screw people over and you screwed them over. And it's, they all kind of alluded to the same thing that yeah. he's, he's not the good guy that he seems like he is on TV. Right. And then, you know, and then you went away for seven years. And, right. Cause you couldn't handle it. Like, right. It, it writes itself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just, I honestly, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Same on, here. on dynamite i have no idea and i really like that i but then like that's the only hard like if that would happen then you got to say you know the, use the old uh the the old analogy uh to, um tony khan has big old grapefruits hanging down there because yeah then you do go in, you spend an entire week in chicago right yeah so if max comes out and cuts that promo on wednesday you got the fans there Friday. And you then you have the a then you have Sunday. a week of of CM Punk fans. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, it it can uh, it can either blow up in your face or it could be the greatest heel turn. Because if you can get Chicago to turn on him, yeah, yeah. I don't know wow. what's the, the fact that they're doing <laughs> the fact that the next the next week of shows are in Chicago makes it really tough to know what they're going to do because great. it yeah. It all seems like they're heading towards heel punk. It seems like they're right. heading towards, you know, Moxley being the the savior of of you know, he was they've they've done this since since Mox won the, the interim title. He has been the guy defending it every night. He's been the guy, you know, out in the crowd. He's been the guy, you know, fighting off Jericho. He's been the guy doing everything. So he's the he's the face in this feud. Right. But the fact that it's in Chicago and the fact that they're not running the match in Chicago, they're running it now. I have no, I, like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And it, to me, it seems like they booked themselves into a corner. I don't think they have, I think it's, they have a plan. I just have no idea what it is. And that's why I'm all about this. Yeah. It's <laughs> so great it because one of the, be anything. one of the issues that we have, not we have that a lot of people have, with with a lot of AEW and a lot of wrestling in general, is you almost always know who's going to win most of the mm-hmm. time, yes. 80, 90 percent of the time. You have a pretty good idea who's going to win it. Like sometimes they surprise you. Like I didn't think uh, Jericho would beat Eddie in that match. Same here, same here. But most of the time, you have a pretty good idea who's going to win, and you have a pretty good idea where they're going with a storyline. Like you, like we all knew Hangman was going to beat. Omega for the title. It didn't make oh, that. Yeah. It didn't make it any worse. That was a great match and a great moment, and everyone loved it. But everyone could kind of see it coming, right? And when and when they booked, you know, Moxley in the interim title, like he was winning it. It wasn't going to go to oh anyone. yeah, like yeah, right, yeah. But the fact that they're doing this now, I don't know what's going to happen. But it's good. Like it's a good not knowing what's going to happen. Like they have so much yeah. going on and so many people and so many good storylines that I don't know where they're going with them and it makes you want to watch. Yes. And, you know, everybody knows that, I mean, we talk about all the time, Tony Khan knows how to use the internet. The Bucks right. know how to use the internet. CM Punk knows how to use the internet. Yeah. Those... I've got a whole, I've got a whole, but I'm going to just go into my, my bit on this now. Two things. First okay. of all, um, this idea of like CM Punk going into business for himself and him being disgruntled and him being, upset back maybe him and hangman like don't like each other maybe they don't like people don't like each other sometimes yeah they, they could easily not like each other that makes perfect sense but i feel like cm punk 
went into business for himself, attacked Hangman, and criticized him when he knew he wouldn't respond. And then you get the story of, you know, he didn't really want to lose to Hangman. That's why he's, you know, they have a feud and Colt Cabana's involved. And that's why they're upset with each other. And that seems too, first of all, too fitting in with the current storylines in AEW. Yeah. To be not, to be real. Like, it seems like it fits the, the storyline too well. And B, it seems like it's designed to make the internet mad. <laughs> yes. Like, if you were going to find a story <laughs> that would make the internet mad, it would be CM Punk is actually a bad person. And his friend, Colt, his former friend, Colt Cabana, is so upset with him and they won't speak. And that, that he almost got fired because of it. And that made Hangman upset, who everybody loves. Everybody loves Hangman. And he's getting right. screwed through it. Like, it, it's, it's plan it seems if you're going to plant a story, to get mm -hmm. the internet talking about <laughs> AEW, yeah. it would be this story, one hundred percent. And that ju it it just makes it too perfect. Even when they're just like he might, they thought he might have walked out. And even like Jonathan Coachman, who I think works for ESPN now, was just yeah. like CM Punk walking out of a company. That's not expected, like as a joke. Right. But even even you know CM Punk walking potentially walking out of AEW that gets people paying attention oh remember he walked out of WWE he might do it again like it seems too yeah it's it a seems, little on the nose it's a little <laughs> yeah a little on the nose and it's good I mean it's getting people talking oh, it's great yeah and and then my other point on this actually twofold one yeah like I said Punk and Hangman I know I'm just rambling sorry totally um, fine. Punk and Hangman are they may not like each other that's fine mm -hmm. but they're both professionals. They've never been anything but professional. Like, I, I, so yeah. it doesn't matter if they don't like each other, as long as they're going out and doing a good job on TV, who cares? Also, right. And they also know that they can use their dislike for each other to their advantage and make right. money. Like right. They're not dumb. <laughs> like they don't have to hang out on the weekends. Right. <laughs> and like when you, when can, you hear about, Oh, AEW's yeah. AEW's in trouble. Cause there's backstage egos. You know, everyone wants to be on top. Of course, everyone wants to be on top. It's a rising right. company and there yeah. is no like one defined face. There's no John Cena who's head and shoulders, the, the main guy. So of course they all want to be on top. Of course they all have yeah. competitive streaks in them. And I mean, if you, if we had the, the kind of internet we have, I know we had the internet, but if we had the kind of internet we have now in 1996 and 1997, you think the Attitude Era WWE was all super happy, WWF was super happy oh, yeah. and they were all best friends and hanging yeah. out afterwards. And no, of course, uh, you know, Brett didn't want to lose to Sean. Sean didn't want to lose to Austin. Austin one didn't want to lose to Triple H. Like they, <laughs> that was a whole thing. And, yeah. <laughs> but they went on TV and they did their jobs. Mm -hmm. And it was, Absolutely. and it was, and it was entertaining. I don't care. Like if they're friends, it doesn't matter. Like, it, I don't yeah. care. They don't have to exactly. be friends. They could, yeah. they could punk and have his group of guys. And I mean, WWE had the click and then they had undertaker's group that was so separated from the click that they tattooed the name of their group on themselves. Like clearly <laughs> there was clicks back right. then too. But like right. when Undertaker had a match with Shawn Michaels, they still had a match. They weren't like refusing to do it, right? But like, yes, I yeah. Mean, it's so I don't, I don't think that their personal dislike, unless it gets to the point like a you know Brett and Shawn personal dislike where they actually won't work with each other. I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. That's well. That's going to lead into my rant, which I won't spoil. I have. I've already spoiled most of mine. I have a backup rant just in case that happened. I oh. knew that might happen. So. <laughs> well, uh, that, that's awesome. Um, 
I mean, that even goes into like professional sports. Like you mean to tell me that, you know, there's like in the NHL, there's uh, let's see how many guys are on the bench. What, 21, something like that. Backup goalies. There's like 20, 21 guys that yeah. every one of those guys like each other. Come on. Right. I mean, <laughs> didn't, didn't Kobe Bryant and Shaq like hate each other? At first, I think they did, but then they learned to work together, and and then like, they won like a bunch of championships. So like, yes. it doesn't it doesn't really matter unless it unless it spills out into their show or sport. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, unless someone just says, "Well, I'm not going to play if he's on the team." Well, then right. <laughs> well, then and the there's there's no in, <laughs> and there's no indication of that happening. Like Punk and Hangman had a match a couple months ago, and it was a good match. Like it doesn't matter if they oh, maybe yeah. they were both mad about it afterwards, but like the match was good. And like I said, they're smart enough to know. Yeah. We don't have to hang out on the weekends. We, we right. can shake hands before the match and say, hey, thanks. Thanks for doing the work after the match and not say anything else. Right. So we have to talk again. But and of course, the, and of course, they're going to be competitive. I mean, they both want oh, to yeah. be the guy. So, of course, and, right. and so does Mox. And I'm sure so does Brian Danielson. And like, I'm sure they all want to be the top guy. So, of course they're going to be competitive. And, you know, when you're, when you're competing with someone, you always have a little bit of like, not, not hatred, but you have a little bit of like dislike, like, Oh, I wish yeah. that, you know, they I were here so that, that I could right. be that guy. Like, or I wish I was as good as them. Like, or, or even, yeah. or even like, Oh yeah, my thing was way better than his. Of course it was. <laughs> right. Right. Like you, you, it's competitiveness and I don't think it's necessarily a problem. No. And, and we're good. Speaking of competitiveness, we found out what Will Hobbs' job was in Team Taz. A very good segue, by the way. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and we're finally he, out of the we're finally out of the first segment of Dynamite. Hey, hey, twenty-seven minutes, man. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hobbs had an in-ring with Shivani, and he didn't say who hired him. He, but he did say he was hired to make sure Ricky stayed FTW champion. Now, to me, that sounds like Taz hired him, which right. means are we going to get heel Taz or maybe Taz is the manager of Will Hobbs? And when did when did Hobbs join? Wasn't wasn't Brian Cage and Team Taz when Hobbs joined? Yeah, but then remember they all turned on him. Yeah, but like he he was there before Hob before Starks was FTW champion. Correct. And then Ricky and Hobbs hit him and then... Right. Okay, so that's probably when they had the, you know, the arrangements. Yeah. Or so, pretending Brian Cage doesn't exist, which is Or just pretending option. Brian Cage. Yeah, whenever also Taz an option. Gave, whenever Taz gave the belt to Ricky Starks. <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute. I had the belt for like 6 months. <laughs> <laughs> they just photoshop him out of that. <laughs> Just put Ricky Stark's head on him. Remember yeah. when he was champion this whole time? <laughs> just like a plainly bad Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Still has the edges around it, like a big square. <laughs> just pop it on there. And then there's another uh, Ricky Starks in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that they forgot to take out. <laughs> and Brian Cage's like, wait, he gets two? <laughs> it's like, I can't even get one. Can't even be acknowledged once. Uh, speaking of two, two out of three falls matches next. Boom. Another good segue. Very Thank good. You. And professional been, been practicing well unlike my professionalism on twitter with rj city which we will get to <laughs> oh man i wish i had an excuse for that it was terrible <laughs> in the best way possible um daniel garcia versus brian danielson uh two out of three falls 
personally, I thought this match was almost going to be a squash. I thought Danielson was going to get two in a row. I thought I was going to shut him out. Right. Uh, just because going back to what you were saying before, you always know who's going to win. Right. You always know a two out of three falls match is going to three falls. Right. <laughs> like it just like a 60 minute match, like Iron Man match is never going to be over in 25 minutes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. One uh, guy gets like 10 falls in the first five minutes and then just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like sit down for a while. Uh, Jericho and commentary. And I absolutely enjoyed the entire week of Chris Jericho talking smack on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat over yeah. and over and over again. Jericho is getting better at commentary, and it's something that I should probably learn from, not to just start yelling about something as it happens. Because <laughs> that's that's that was how he he used to do commentary. He would just start yeah. yelling about something. And yeah. and I know I do that on this podcast, so it's, it's weird that's... that I'm complaining about that. But I'm not on national television. <laughs> So that's my excuse. <laughs> that's well, yes, but that is that's quite all right, though. I mean, yes, you you you, you mimic your idols, so you know, <laughs> fellow Canadian too. So. Yes, but yeah, he he did a good job. <laughs> uh, I I just like I wish they would just hire Ricky Steamboat. Just I literally wouldn't care if he was a timekeeper every week. Yeah, I don't care what Jericho he did. Like he's, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Like whatever Jericho said, look at his tie. It's stupid. <laughs> I, I literally, like, I don't know what happened for a minute in the match because I was laughing so hard. I love when he that. made fun of Steamboat because that's like from like 13 years ago or whatever they said when he had a match yeah. Steamboat on WWE, which I I love because Jericho remembers it and incorporated it into his character. Ricky right. Steamboat acknowledges it as part of it, but you know, if it was WWE, they would not mention it. Correct. It never happened. Yeah. Like, he, like, I think I've said before, AEW cares more about WWE's history and continuity than WWE seems to. It's nice. very weird, but it's good. Like, I like it. Like, they, they're smart enough to know that people have watched wrestling before, like okay. before AEW existed. And they, right. if, if you know who Ricky Steamboat is, you know that he didn't just show up this week. Right. Like, yeah. he, had, he had a career that existed before, <laughs> and you right. are aware of it. Yes. And you like they're teach like they're pulling like the wool over your eyes and teaching you a little bit. Like, right. Like if you, you didn't know. know who Ricky Steamboat is, now you know like oh he was yeah. a you know a, a good guy and Jericho hates him for whatever reason. Go. Like and that's um, fine. Of course this match insanely technical um and brutal. Well, that's my first two notes very technical start lots of stiff shots yeah <laughs> i mean they I, I my my buzzword that i always say is they probably had the match and apologize afterwards yeah <laughs> like uh it it was it was amazing to see that level of professional wrestling like legit wrestling like <laughs> Not professional wrestling, like Young Bucks professional wrestling. Right. There was no, I mean, someone might have jumped off the top rope, but I mean, there was nothing like, it was a lot of grappling, a lot of stretching. Uh, well, for the first fall, uh, Garcia put Danielson to sleep. He didn't even tap him, which right. is incredible. Like that I was, was so, I like that. I don't think I've ever yes. seen that in a two out of three falls match. Same here. And it was very, it, it put 
uh, Garcia in a place like that. Oh, okay, he's put Danielson to sleep twice. Danielson never tapped either time, but he put him to sleep twice. Like right. that's you know, it, and, it's putting and Dan- somebody over. Yeah, and they put him over big. I was big. I was thinking. I think I mentioned <laughs> to you. I mean, on this episode of of uh, Dynamite, I forgot the name of the show. On this episode of Dynamite, <laughs> um, the first five people we saw were CM Punk, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and Daniel Garcia. Like yeah. we saw their four absolute biggest stars <laughs> with like lengthy tenured wrestling careers. And then Daniel Garcia was Daniel right Garcia. up there. Like yeah. it was, they, I think they did that on purpose. I feel like that was done purposefully. Oh, Gar- Garcia. I mean, he's on a different level right now. Yeah. Well, a- after Monday, well, after this match. Yeah. <laughs> or not Monday, Wednesday. After this match, he was on a whole new level. I forgot um, the name of the show. You forgot the day of the show. Yeah. <laughs> doing well. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot the name of the podcast when I was trying to talk to <laughs> RJ City. Let's <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Um, Danielson reverses a submission, which that submission was awesome. He had him in like that didn't quite have the triangle, and Danielson just like rolled straight over top of him and oh, like used his own body, like yeah, a real like it was a real move that I don't know the name of, but it was an actual right. wrestling move. Like, I'm pretty sure Excalibur probably knew the name of it. A hundred percent. But I was highly upset that uh, Regal wasn't on commentary. Yeah, I guess they couldn't have too many people, but yeah. True. But uh, what I really like, normally I wouldn't be, you know, Danielson obviously has a, you know, a uh, neck injury concussion history. And right. normally I wouldn't think it'd be a good idea to like, tease that he's re-injured during matches because it's <laughs> it's i don't like it yeah. but he just he does it so well mm-hmm. like that you think like you know it's the match and you know it's not real but you're just like eh, is it real like he's yeah <laughs> he, he can yeah. seem injured so well like he's i i, I know I, I think now every week i gush about brian danielson but he's just so good at absolutely oh, everything he's so yeah he's like so good being at... being the aggressor being the technical guy being the the you know the underdog the victim the guy who's beaten up and fed, like struggling he's good at all of it yeah that's I mean, there's not even an argument remotely in any of that yeah that's all true he even did a move in this match that i've never seen before it was the they called it a spider German suplex when he suplexed um, Garcia from the sitting position from the top rope. And oh yeah, then, like caught himself in the tree of woe. Like yeah, that was a credit. I've never saw that before. It was amazing. Yeah, um, you can tell that he's just he. The, obviously, we don't know Brian Danielson, but based on the kind right. of guy you, we think he is, you can tell he's just like this is what he wants to do. Like he. He he for, he almost had to retire. He did have to retire, and thought he'd yeah. never wrestle again. And now he's on you know extra time. He never expected this would happen, and he's That's just true. like using this opportunity to be like just do whatever wrestling stuff he wanted to do. Like he doesn't yeah. have to be in a match with Danny Garcia. He could have walked in and true. said, "I want to be AEW champion," and they would have put him in yes. that match. Like they would have yes. given him the belt because he's Brian Danielson. Correct. He doesn't have to do that, but you could tell he enjoys like weird technical matches with a guy no one really knows like he he you could tell he likes this kind of stuff now my question to you we're gonna use a sports analogy here and i'm being dead serious is brian danielson the Sidney crosby of pro wrestling 
Almost. The only the oh, only difference okay. the only difference I would say is that Sidney Crosby, you can tell, still really, really wants to win stuff. Oh, okay. And, and I don't know if Brian Danielson cares if he wins stuff anymore. He just wants to like be good to... at he just wants to be good at wrestling. Yeah. But to... their commitment to what their they craft. do yeah. is is exact. <laughs> like I like how I've made jokes before about how Sidney Crosby is a robot and he just he yeah. he, he goes home, watches a you know predetermined amount of game footage and then like powers down until the next time he has to play hockey yeah i i feel like that's brian danielson like he like will go home and like okay now it's wrestling time okay no longer wrestling time and then sleep and then <laughs> wake up and like watch bizarre wrestling matches from like yeah. that no one's yeah, ever like, seen before and then go back to wrestle something yeah yeah and then show up <laughs> for tv like five hours early and right. pra and practice wrestling even though there's no need for him <laughs> To practice wrestling, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah, in that sense, they're very similar. That's, that's what I thought you were going to say, but that's a great answer. <laughs> Again, going back to Jericho, when Jericho accused Steamboat of cheating on the time, I don't even know <laughs> what that meant. But I was, yeah, like there was no time limit in the match. It was right. great. <laughs> He was like, Steamboat, he's cheating. Look at the time. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Um, the match was so good. Um, Danielson chokes out Garcia. They got a standing ovation. And which I'm going to give Chris Jericho all the credit in the world. Nine times out of ten, when the person takes the headset off at the, to like come into the ring, you see it coming from a mile away because you hear yeah. them take the headset off. Right. Either someone in production or he knew himself to mute his mic. Right. Because next thing I know, Jericho's in the ring and Garcia's pulling him off. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like nobody saw that coming. And what followed was, I oh. think, truthfully, the best crowd moment I think I've yes. ever seen. Like crowds okay. chanting stuff usually gets on my nerves. Right. But this but, was the one of the best crowd moments i've oh. ever seen and danielson's response they're yeah. chanting you're a wrestler and he points at garcia and yeah. he says do you hear them oh yeah. it was so good so good like to the point where i'm like did they pump that in i know they didn't but <laughs> oh, yeah they would have <laughs> won did the other they, show or did they plant <laughs> it or did they have you know 20 guys in the audience start the That's chant true. like it it fits so well that it was it was great it was absolutely great so good so good such a good moment uh and well other things happened there was a backstage segment a couple couple minutes here down the card that we'll get to but i mean i i didn't see what that match was rated but that, that i'm sure it got a five star it had to. yeah i didn't see but i i don't see uh, how it couldn't i exactly because if we think it did we know Meltzer thought it did right Real quick, we had a, like I said, we had a couple backstage segments here. Swerve in Our Glory, private party backstage. They tell them they're going to give them the title shot for Friday. Uh, I just made a quick little note here. Do you think we're going to see a little push for private party? I would hope so. I like them. Same here. And, and Same I think here. it's, it's, I think it's going to be a face push because they're oh, better definitely. as faces. Definitely. Their heel turn is, has been kind of eh. But Agreed. as, a, as a face team, they're, they're a good team. And especially I, if, um, Jurassic Express seems like they're not going to, they may not be teaming. I think they might go with like a more, two of them stay friends, but go on singles careers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
private party could be a good like get the crowd into it face team oh yeah like like i said like just last week or the week before even their theme music gets you going like yeah just just chant shots over and over again like, and i missed their their older intro when they had like the the velvet the rope and the guy come rope. out and oh, open the yeah. rope that was cool i want to i want them to go back to that yeah and uh, oh my god is that private party yeah oh, i like but... I, I i hope they do get like they're not gonna i don't think they're ever gonna be tag team champions but they're gonna be like a solid up you, you know solid be... upper mid card type team you don't think they'll ever be champions i don't think so because well just because aw has so many teams that's I would true. I would name like five or six other teams as champions before them, but you never know. I mean, they're pretty young; they could be there for a long time. So true. Uh, <clears throat> well, we had the second most interesting segment of the night following this, which kind of flew under the radar, and it was all based on one comment that Tony Nese himself made. So Tony Nese is coming to the ring, literally. It, on TV, I thought a fan jumped barrier. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, your smart Mark's not next to him anymore. And you look, oh, okay, Moxley was there. Literally thought smart Mark was fighting, like, a, a fan. fan. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, well, it, Mox goes and beats up Tony Nice and, you know, throws him out of the way. He grabs the mic. He calls Punk out. Punk answers. Uh big altercation and again i'm going to put the commentary team over they put the bcc over so well because only claudio and right. Wheeler were the ones able to pull moxley off i thought that was really cool say what you want about jr and he's not excalibur he's not even jr of you know the right. late 90s but he knows how to like make a moment seem like a moment yes like he's and, he's really really good at that. Yes, and that was definitely a moment. Yeah. Now, here's the little tidbit that I don't know if you noticed, and there's where my theory comes in. Is they're breaking them apart, whatever. Tony Nice, who just says to the camera, "There's no no live mic on or anything." He said, "Too bad you guys ruined it because you should have seen who my opponent was." Yeah, I didn't even see that. I noticed he tweeted about that later, but I didn't even see it when it happened. Yeah. So after that, we learned on Rampage that there's going to be a Casino Battle Royal. Right. Obviously, his opponent's going to be the Joker, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Like, he teased it. Like, y'all, that was ruined because you... I initially, when... When Tony Nese said that and Smart Mark mentioned it later on Twitter, I, t I first took it as like, oh, they're just pretending. They're just saying, oh, you know, the match would have been great. You just didn't get right. to see it because like that was just and there yeah, was like, was there, yeah, they they could say anything because there was no match. Right. So they could always do that. But it, you're right. It does seem kind of like a little Easter egg that they drop in that if you're paying attention, you'll go, oh, they, they there's a guy that. Yeah, we didn't expect. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. And yeah, and now we have this, you know, they they all they also I'm pretty sure I read on Twitter on I don't know if it was Tony or a Joker. Yeah. So I'm gonna get somebody. And I was trying to think like unless it's like Adam Cole or something coming back. It would be like Adam. That that would make sense too, but I don't see Tony Nice wrestling Adam Cole though. But Tony Nice right. Johnny Gargano 
makes sense. They were both in NXT together. I don't know. Yeah, the only reason I think I've mentioned to you, the only reason I'm doubtful of Gargano is because he said something like, oh, it's a good thing I waited before I made my decision. And that makes me think, oh, he meant it's a good thing I waited for Vince to leave. And now I can decide to go back there. But maybe that's him just saying stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. I mean, Raw is technically on right now. Like, he could have been on the show, not watching. Right. So, um, if he is, we'll just edit this out and then no one will ever know. <laughs> no, we'll just keep it in there like my dropping of the ball with RJ City. We'll <laughs> add it to my list of times I've dropped the ball. Meanwhile, on Monday Night Raw. Well, surprise, everybody! Guys, it's been nine months since I've been in a wrestling ring. I gotta remember how to do this really quick. Do I still talk into the microphone like this? Still talk like this, yeah? First of all, thank you guys for reminding me who I am. For those of you who don't know, my name is Johnny Gargano. We now return to Elite City. JAS backstage. We're going to keep this simple and short. Jericho points at the camera. It's the entire Jericho Appreciation Society minus Daniel Garcia. And he says, Danny, we're going to have a little one-on-one in the ring because I need to know where you stand. Where do you think Daniel's going to end up? I don't know. I mean, he he really fits in with the JAS right now. Like, he's doing a good job there. And I feel like if he went, because I think his other option would be the BCC. And right. I feel like if he went there, he's not, the BCC is harder because there's three guys who are obvious, you know, top top tier main event guys. There, Danielson, Moxley, and Claudio, and right. like Wheeler Yuta, kind of like I'm pretty sure Punk forgot he's the person when he was talking about. <laughs> right. So like I I'm, I'd be worried that if he went to the BCC, he would be like, oh, he's the guy who's you no know, not one of those three and not Wheeler Yuta. He's the other one. <laughs> that, like. He's the, you know, there's the big three guys and then there's these two other guys. They're these young, but maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want like the three main guys are going to train two younger guys. Well, see, I I think I uh, texted you during this segment. It's also like in the JAS, like him and Sammy don't like Sammy's kind of overshadowing him as in like TV time. Right. In terms of him being him being their young guy. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Garcia is getting like the matches, but, you know, when they cut a promo, like Sammy can cut a great promo. Sammy, like, it's almost like when they're being quote unquote sports entertainers. Right. Garcia doesn't fit in. Right. I mean, he could, he could, he could swerve everyone and and leave Jericho, but not join the BCC. He could say he's out, he's going to stay on his own or, well, or something like, I don't know. He had one of those calls last week. Yeah, Which that's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna call. That's what I'm gonna call. He's gonna leave. He's gonna leave okay. Jericho, and then you know Danielson's gonna be happy being like, "Oh, you're joining us." He's like, "I didn't say that," and that's how <laughs> where it's gonna go. And then that would lead to an awesome uh, Danielson versus Jericho because they could both blame each other. Yeah, and it could be a total like WWE storyline. Like, they could have it's a, your fault. They, he's not in my group. They could have you know put Danny Garcia on a pole and have a ladder match, and the winner gets <laughs> custody. Of, the yeah, winner gets custody of Danny Garcia, like that Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero storyline. Yes, where the winner gets <laughs> custody of the kid. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's also also up there with terrible storylines. <laughs> wow. I'm glad I only would like read about that. The pay the the only reason that's not one of the worst is because like it did end in a Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match, which was good. And I mean, I'm sure it was fantastic. Yeah, but the, I mean, the story to get there was awful. But it, <laughs> at least it had a good match at the end. Um, another squash match. We've been on a squash match kick here. Yeah, Tony Khan likes to throw these things in, but. I see why he does it because I mean he got the varsity blondes on television, right? And I think that's the end game, right? Uh, but it was Gun Club versus Varsity Blondes squash match for the guns. Billy grabs the mic, says he's proud. Stokely comes down. They turn on Billy. The acclaim save Billy. Uh, I, I love the storyline. Yeah, I I just don't know where they're going to go with it now that we're at this point. <laughs> Right, because now they're going to have to do another um, gun club acclaimed match. Well, the only thing that I could think of is Stokely's in on this the whole time, because we have Billy versus Colton this week on Dynamite, I believe. And he, the acclaimed are going to be in his corner. Now, what if all, including Stokely, what if all three guns and Stokely jump the acclaimed? Right. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of that would make sense without doing a whole feud again. (laughs) Right, yeah. I mean, AEW does, That's if one of their downsides is they stretch things out for too long, so maybe this is just a stretching it out for too long thing just to give them something to do. But what I loved, and what I know you loved, was the the scissoring moments. Oh, it was so great. And I, I remembered the tweet. We always talk about how we don't give credit to the person who tweeted it. JT underscore Jag. Oh, AEW, AEW is a wrestling company where a 50 plus year old dude and a gay guy doing finger scissors with each other is a legit emotional pathos and it rules. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> it's the, one the... of those things where you've said before, like it was so dumb, but it was so good. Like it's so yeah. dumb that like <laughs> I was legitimately excited that like they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then they <laughs> yep. did. And it's such a dumb hand gesture. And it's such a it's... stupid thing. But, but like, yeah, you wanted to see it and then you like, and then you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fantastic. It was and wonderful. it was a good payoff because I mean, for, for a long time, they built up the you know, scissor me daddy ass. And then there was a payoff to it. The payoff was yeah. they're going to break up and then they're going to go back and it's going to be a big moment. It, well, did you see Bones? How dumb is wrestling? It's so great. So, so dumb <laughs> and so great. Did you see Bowen's tweet from today? No. They're not allowed to, they wanted to make a shirt that said, scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> and that nobody will make it. <laughs> like people are like, we're not touching that. Like pro wrestling tees wouldn't touch it. Hey, that's funny. Touch it. That's like, funny. There was, yeah, there was literally a fan that was like, how much I'll donate. Like people were like, like we'll burn them ourselves. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, but we had another match um, announced for All Out, which I think has potential to actually be a banger. Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh challenge Wardlow and FTR. This is going to be Satnam's moment to shine, and I think he's going to deliver. That's all. Yeah, I'm because say. I, 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 I think Sanjay is not going to do anything. He's going to do what he did last time they had a trios match. He's not really going to be involved. So it's going to be. It would be handicap ish, except that one of them is Satnam Singh, who counts as like three people. And Wardlow's 
obviously going to powerbomb. Obviously. As soon as he said, you can't powerbomb him, like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. what happened. All <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> There's some things yeah. you know about wrestling. And when a big guy says, you can't do this, <laughs> it's yes, going to happen. Uh, it's 1,000% going to happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I think I, I'm like, I bet you this ends up, and I hate to say it, like I'm not talking shit here. I bet this ends up on the pre-show. I don't yeah. see how this could be a main show. But it does have Wardlow and FTR in it, though. I think that I think that would make sense on the pre-show because they will get the crowd into it. Uh, you oh, know, Wardlow true. and FTR will get the crowd into it, and when he inevitably does power bomb him, it'll be a huge reaction. And and if that's how you end, like make that the main event of the pre-show, right? Big huge power bomb, and then boom, it's later you're going live, crowd. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> get the the internet outrage that Wardlow's on the pre-show and. It'd be great. And FTR, yeah. Um, yeah. Death Triangle cut a promo on Aussie Open and Will Ospreay, and we should praise it's amazing in the world that we're getting this match because... It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> Just now, speaking uh, of shirts that you can't have on television, there's my segues. Speaking of shirts... He did get in trouble for it too, apparently. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy admits that he got in trouble for his shirt about Christian. Yes. Um, and I, I liked when I liked it even when he wore it. I think we talked about this where they where they would show him and they'd be like, "Oh, we can't show that," and they'd yeah, like can yeah. up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy, plain as day in the middle of the ring, <laughs> puts out the challenge to Christian, who in turn you called. And said, wouldn't it be hilarious if no, I'm not doing yeah. I'm not wrestling you. <laughs> well, that's exactly and it was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I loved uh, it. And then when Christian goes on to tell him that he loves him, it was yeah. so good. It was so freaking good. It was such a like obnoxious heel thing to do. Yes. And it was a great. Yeah. And it was an obnoxious uh, heel thing to do in the sense that everyone knew he was being an obnoxious heel. Like, no one thought oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, even yeah. the way he delivered it was just like, I know I'm trying to screw with you. Like, it was clearly him being a jerk. <laughs> and it was great. Um, how do you see this ending? I mean, they have to do a, a Christian Jungle Boy match, obviously. I'm thinking yeah. it'll be, a, they'll do a ladder match. Because they'll they'll talk about Christian's history with ladder matches, and as for mm, what they're grabbing, I don't know what they're going to go after. They'll have to introduce something for them to want, and I don't know what that could be. Maybe they could do a thing like just put get Marco like, back, put him on, hang him from the ceiling. <laughs> it, they could do that. Um, <laughs> they could. Um, make it like like a contract where like one is an indentured servant right so like if jungle boy wins like christian has to be his manager for right like a year or something right or six yeah. months or something and like he has to abide by the rules or like they could just make it so you could have it see like oh okay jungle boy is obviously gonna win and make his life hell but right. then it can go the other way too like oh if they swerve us then christian right. can win and totally ruin jungle boy's life so and i think they might do a just a match at all out that i think will not end 
like it won't be a clear ending. It'll either be a screw job ending or a cheap ending or something. Like they'll do, they'll they're extending uh, this. I don't think I don't think this is. You don't think it ends. In, okay, I don't think it ends in like two weeks. Okay. What about you? Huh. I, well, I I definitely think they're going to get a match at All Out, but after what you just said, I thought I think it's going to end personally. But after okay. what you said, that kind of makes more sense. Uh, we'll see. If it, yeah, we, yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, um, right after the Jay Lethal Challenge and those two other segments. So it wasn't right after the Jay Lethal Challenge. <laughs> Man, I'm dropping all kind of balls here. Uh, we had Dax and Wardlow and Cash, obviously. Uh, Dax challenges Jay Lethal, which I didn't see coming for Dynamite this week, which is right. going to be a great match. And when they ended, there was a Pinnacle reference. Yes, they even mentioned Cash Wheeler. Yes, yeah, they mentioned Pinnacle. <laughs> the Pinnacle is always on top. So yeah. that's the first Pinnacle reference since the night that Max left. Right. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave that out. Yeah, there. we'll see. We'll see. I, I, AW doesn't tend to do things by accident when they can, when it's something like that, I feel like there's a reason for it. Exactly. Yeah, and I because, think it's it's more of a reason than just oh, remember the pinnacle. I think it's more than that. Exactly. I, yeah, because if they wanted to keep that faction together, if Max really wasn't there, they would have just. I mean, just wrote him off and had the faction just continue. Yeah, yeah, they just said, "Oh, he took his ball and went home," and the right. faction now belongs to FTR, Wardlow, or, or whoever. Like, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, and they would have just continued to have been the pinnacle, like right. Because, you know, just a few weeks ago, you were like, is the pinnacle still a thing? Well, right. apparently it is. <laughs> right. So, um, Kylan King, Tony Storm. I was so happy for Kylan King. She was such a warrior during the pandemic at uh, Daly's Place. And I am i don't think they ever offered her a deal. Or if they right. did, she might have did what Alan Angels did and said... Like I'd rather work the indies and like really hone my craft. I can't remember. I could be getting that part wrong. Uh, but this girl in this match was totally different person and like skill wise than used to be on dark and elevation. Uh, she looked great. I thought it was a fantastic showcase for her. And if she doesn't get a job in AEW, she's definitely going to get a job somewhere else. Like, right. That was a heck of a match for Tony storm. Yeah, it was um, good to have. It was good to good to see. It was good. Uh, obviously, no one thought she'd win, but good match. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Tony Storm hit the hip attack after. I don't know. It was only about a five minute match, if that. Uh, yeah. But Kylan looked very good. Uh, then right after that match, we got the announcement that Punk and Mox is next week. Totally would have never guessed that. <laughs> yeah, there was no way I would have ever guessed that. None whatsoever. Yeah. And, and I know there's a lot of, I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing. We've already talked about how we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what they're going to do at all out. Like we've, we've discussed all that. There was this sentiment on the internet and it goes back to, well, I'll start now. It goes back mm -hmm. to um, like the nineties when everyone just like, they gave away Hogan versus Goldberg on oh, TV yeah. for free. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like you got, you got a good match on TV for f essentially free. Mm -hmm. And then it's not like all out is now going to be bad. Right. Like it's like every AEW pay-per-view has been good. So what, whatever they do on Wednesday is going to be good. 
it's a free bonus, you know, match that you don't have to pay for. And then whatever they decide to do it all out also like also going to be good. I don't yeah. own AEW. I don't care how many pay-per-views they sell. <laughs> I, I, right. Yeah, and, and, exactly. I mean, the only reason I care about how many pay-per-views they sell or what ratings they get is because I don't want the show to get canceled or the company to go out of business. Like in, if they're, if they're continuing to run shows, I don't care how many people bought them really. Right. right? Yeah. Like I just, I just want them to continue to run shows. So if they're selling enough tickets or whatever to keep producing shows, that's fine. So I don't care that this is not, I, people are like, they're mad that it's, Oh, you're giving it away for free when you could, you could charge people 50 bucks to see it. I'm like, yeah, but now you're saving 50 bucks. Right. And, <laughs> like, I mean, and, you're seeing it for free and, and you're going to get another match. Fan, yeah. And every one of your fans gets to see it because like, let's face it, not every fan gets the pay-per-views. Right. Or, they get, you know, you know 900,000, a million viewers a week on, on dynamite but they don't get right. a million pay-per-view buys like a million people aren't buying every one of their pay-per-views. So yeah, I mean, this yeah. way it's a, it's a showcase for the company that everyone gets to see. And you know what they're you talked about JR given moments, you know, how many times he's going to say this is pay-per-view caliber and then people right. are going to say, Oh, that's the difference. Right. Like, and you'll watch Duncan... that and, and, and they'll get more viewers and they'll go, Oh, maybe if I watch the pay-per-view, I'll get something yes. even better than this. Yeah, yeah, because like, of course, they're going to put it over. Like, they're going to tell you that you're getting it for free. That it's right. on tonight, and you're going to get finality. You might not get finality, but they're going to tell you you are before right. it starts. Everybody like, talks about as a negative. You talk about the Hogan Goldberg being like, people would have paid to see that match, and you could have had it at Starcade or whatever. But no one talks about negatively about uh, Rock versus Mankind when Mankind won his first WWF title. Like that was free and yeah. it was taped it and wasn't it was even taped. a live it wasn't even a live episode and, and it was a great moment all the way right and it was a great <laughs> moment that everybody liked everybody still thinks of favorably today and no one's like well i would have paid to see that yeah yeah but you didn't and it was still good and the pay-per-view that followed it you don't even remember because it didn't matter like the shows at the time were all good so yep it's not like they put that match on TV and then you're like, well, now I'm not ordering WrestleMania. Like that's not, that's not what happened. Right. And that's not what's going to happen here. Like they are going to, you're right. They're going to spend their time plugging all out. Yeah. And how great it that is that this match is for free. Normally you would have to pay, but if you do pay, you can see match even more matches like this. Yeah. Like every match on the card. And right. You know, from that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, we had a trios tournament, uh, the very first one. Uh, it was Andrade, Roosh, and Dragon Lee versus the Bucks and Kenny freaking Omega. What a week in AEW that Kenny Omega <laughs> came back. And it was like it's the maybe second the story, second, or second, third, maybe, yeah. maybe third. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, it's huge. It's Kenny Omega coming back. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, but I mean three things happened on this show that would be, you know, the top story in any other week. I mean, Kenny looked fantastic. I mean, there was a little bit of rust. Uh, now, do you think there was actually rust? I thought that he was fake rust. I thought he, his, he's going to have a thing where he has to like rebuild himself because he's been gone for so long. And again, that's his storyline of like rebuilding himself back up to world champion level. And the rust was not real. 
Well, you just answered your own question. Watch the beginning of BTE, and it explains all that, and it's amazing. All right. <laughs> just <laughs> itself. I'll just start it with Kenny's playing pinball, and his phone rings. And when he picks up the phone, first off, the background of his phone's Cody. And I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and then the thing that ensues after that is amazing. Yeah, he just picks up his phone, and it's a giant picture of Cody's head. That's good. I just, I just it was amazing. Uh when Kenny did the little like uh like fireman's carry front flip and he went to like he usually pops up and makes the tag, but when he fell. Yep. And they did like again, they show like Brandon Cutler's angle on BTE. Right. And they're all laughing about it. But when you watch it, watch Dragon Lee and the uh, the amount of professionalism. He slowly skirted his way to the center of the ring. So when he made the tag that Matt Jackson or Nick, whatever, I think he tagged in, tagged in Matt. Matt does a springboard and Dragon Lee knew that he would have been too close. Right. <laughs> it was just awesome that he slowly is sneaking his way out that never even noticed it on television. Yeah. That's like, cool. It was, it was really cool to see. Um, the match was great. Uh, the elite looked great. Uh, Dragon Lee's jump into the front row. That was nuts. Through the, yeah. <laughs> uh, un, un, uh, obviously, the elite advance. Uh, we missed the, the, the real ending in America, so we're going to have to... Uh, or, well, not in America, but if you watched it on TBS, you didn't get the, the real right, ending. Right, they, they ended... Yeah, Fight had it for... It wasn't much longer, like thirty seconds longer, but long long enough to show the the turn. Yeah, see, we didn't see any of the turn, but um, Roosh and Andrade turned on Dragon Lee, correct? Or yes, and that was did... another one where they were like, "Oh, it was a you know, it wasn't planned. They went into business for themselves." Like, no, the the match ran a little bit long, and they ran into TV <laughs> time. Like, that's all that happened there. <laughs> yeah, like the match, oh, okay. the match, like the match ran thirty seconds too long. And they didn't have time to do the turn. That's it. There was no like nefarious. I remember right after it happened, people were like, oh, it's because Andrade is upset at AEW. So he's going to go into. No, that's not it. It's not what happened at all. (laughs) The the turn made perfect sense because at the beginning of the match, Dragon Lee went and shook Kenny Omega's hand and the other two didn't. It was obvious in retrospect (laughs) that they're upset with him for being too friendly with the opposition. Which they then explained on Twitter is exactly why they turned it, on him. Right. And it th- that much showed us that's the end of the Andrade Joe. Yeah. I never know the AFO, I guess. Right. Andrade family. And uh, the faction that I'm choosing to call LFI, because I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I've been practicing. It's... What's the L stand? It's something in Gubernable. I forget. What oh, the they're very is. good. I think the L is just Los. Los. Los and Gu- Yeah. Uh, Los, Los Faction and Gubernable. In Gubernable. Yeah. There you L- go. Yeah. Los and Fax. I'm, Cana- I'm Canadian. If I can't speak Spanish, that's not my fault. That's true. If it was I grew French, up in Canada. Though, I'm, I'm from Canada. If it was French, you would know. If it that's was, right. If it was one of the Rougeaus, and I called them <laughs> the, the Ragu. That's, no, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, we need a we need a French Canadian faction for me to pronounce. Yes, <laughs> or just like Canadian in general. Like yes, we, we, 
Um, yeah, La Infaccion Ingubernable. So, which I imagine would mean the governing faction. I believe so. I don't I, that was no, just... in 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 Guber is a uh, ungovernable. I've I've looked it up. Oh, okay. So it's okay. So that they can't be governed. Down. Can't yes. be governed. Wow. Yes. See, my Spanish teacher would be semi proud of me from high school <laughs> because I figured that out on my own. There you go. And well, what I've read have... about them is they have they have the original faction, then they have the LFI, and then they have the the Japanese version. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like a worldwide. Yeah, like, almost kind of like Bullet Club. There's like, yeah, there's different, there's different versions right of them. Um, and Dragon Lee is out of all of them. Oh wow, I think so. For he sure. said he said something. He said he was leaving after the attack, and they were like, "Good, we didn't want you." So, oh, maybe he'll maybe he'll join the elite. We'll see. But great ending, great show, uh, excellent show, yeah. And I mean that the tip of the iceberg we had house of the dragon rampage starting this show off we had claudio in ring uh he thanks steamboat uh for being like i guess he trained under him a little bit i thought that was really cool never knew that yeah yeah and aew has been doing this recently and giving the champion the option to make their belt um open challenges Right. And I thought it was really cool. Claudio makes the Ring of Honor belt. Belt now. And who answers but Dustin freaking Rhodes. That match, they're going to beat the hell out of each other. Excuse me. Yeah, when he, when he first came out, I was like, Dustin Rhodes. Eh. But then I, after like a couple seconds, I was like, oh, that's going to be a really good match, though. Like, I personally don't care about Dustin Rhodes, like the character that much. I don't even know yes. if he necessarily has a character at this point. He's like half gold dust, but not really. Um, right. So I don't, I don't care about him as a character, but he's a good wrestler. Like he had that match with CM Punk a while ago. That was excellent. That was in Pittsburgh. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. If the match between them that I saw live, that like was very close to match of the night. I mean, yeah, he can, he can go. So the match is going to be really good. Yes. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a war. And if it's at the pay-per-view, which did they, or is it this week? I think it's this week. Oh man, it's gonna there there. It's gonna be fantastic. What it, Wednesday is gonna be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Ortiz and Ruby, they had a backstage segment where they challenged Ty and Sammy. It's, it's Friday on Rampage, by the way. Oh, it's a Friday. Nice. Yes. That's wow, man. Rampage is. Well, first and foremost, before we go any further, the amount of stuff they fit into Rampage this week. Yeah, when they whenever they announce it, 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 it on you know on Dynamite, they announce happening on Rampage. I'm like, that's like ten things. You know, you only have an hour, <laughs> right? right? Like, like, each thing would be six minutes, like right. <laughs> um, and Ruby challenged Sammy and Ty. I think that is going to be a very good feud. Um, yeah, Ortiz and Ruby just had a match tonight on Elevation. And boy, do they work well together. I was so surprised. Yeah, that's good. And they uh, both do need, we've talked about before, like people need something to do. Like they both need something to do. Ruby needs yeah. a match. And then Ortiz, obviously, Santana's not around. So he needs, he needs a thing right. to do. So, uh, well, we had our world championship. We had the world tag team championship match, excuse me, between Private Party and Swerve and Our Glory. 
um i thought this was basically just a, for private part yeah um, dead dead serious i mean the crowd liked them they to the crowd other than keith lee throwing both of them around <laughs> yeah it was a good match but private party again the announced team put them over kept saying there was no quit no quit they yeah it basically was like a reintroduction to private party yes like like they haven't been around in a while and maybe you haven't seen them but this is who they are yeah like almost like swerving our glory like made an open challenge and then private party showed up and people were like right that you know yeah like Like we'd seen them before but they weren't the the private party that we knew for a while like they were under matt hardy and and andrade they weren't the same team so it's it was kind of like bringing them back yeah so i mean i think this is the beginning of their push um and like i said i think they're i think they're going to be faces and they're going to be way away from any group like they just need to be on their own for a minute yeah and uh, that we'll, we'll go from there but that's personally what i think is gonna happen makes sense um lexi nair had a backstage with the factory and will hobbs shows up and <laughs> i'm not trying to be funny but did will hobbs literally challenge the whole group i think he did yeah <laughs> okay that's what I, that's like i'm pretty sure he did what <laughs> i was focused on was were they playing cards or dominoes or both because they had cards they're, on the table. They also some of them were holding dominant. Like, were they playing two different games? Like, were I they... think they're yeah. I think they're playing two different games. <laughs> and it's just so great. Like, it's old. Like, it, it, it's if, if you're if you're a youngin. Like, I know a lot of our like I said, me Rick and I, we don't even fit into our own demographic. But <laughs> th- like. These some of these backstage segments that AEW does are legit straight out of like, I mean that could have been APA like right. straight out of the Attitude Era. I mean, and the Factory are they're losers like obviously yeah. they are, but yeah. like they do a good job being like the annoying loser faction who <laughs> like when when they ask you know Ricky Starks or Will Hobbs to join, you know they're not joining. Like there's no way <laughs> that they're yeah. gonna join them. And and it's played in such a way that like even the factory kind of knows they're not good enough to get them to join. Like, but like they're going to try. (laughs) Yeah. And everybody was surprised when Cole Carter joined because nobody joins. Nobody willingly joins the factory. Right. Right. Cody even left the factory. Right. I mean, that's how bad it was. I mean, think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we had, uh, well, long as it's going to take me to, to announce this match um <laughs> that's how long the match was we had the ftw championship match versus match was literally um hook retains um uh, and then again did 2.0 is a collective challenge yeah i think they didn't say they didn't they didn't say who was challenging <laughs> yeah. hook they just said they challenge hook yeah it's, it was like literally like they gave Hook the belt, he raised, popped, and they went to 2.0 backstage and they right. challenged Hook. Yeah, so, I didn't expect it, that match to be super short. I, th- I mean, obviously, Hook was winning, but I thought it would be you know a couple minutes. Yeah, but it's not I, yeah, like I was I thought, upset that, like, oh, the Jersey Shore guy should have got more TV time. I don't, it was fine. It, yeah, now my question to you is 
if it's both 2.0s, if it's Matt Menard and Parker versus Hook, do they start to get the upper hand on him and Anhausen make for Hook so he can retain? That would be great. It would. I hope they. I hope they. I hope they keep the the Hookhausen thing around a little. I know he's kind of gone back to the best friends where he started in AEW. But yeah. I would like I would like him to still be around Hook just because they're funny. I, yeah, I just like actually hope he's in every faction. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned this before. I hope that I would like uh, Danhausen to just show up in like random backstage segments when like teams or factions are talking about like their plans, yes. and Danhausen just be up like, "I agree." And people are like, "Who are you? What? Why are you what? here? Yeah, yeah. you're not in, in the, here. You're not in this group. This is our our locker room. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I want that to happen. Like, I just want him to show up sometimes. Yes. Like, you know, the JS is talking, and Danhausen's like, and also Danhausen, and people are like, "What?" <laughs> Why are you here? Oh man, I can't wait till till Dan Housen interrupts Kenny Omega and he's like, <laughs> "What happened when I was gone?" Yeah, <laughs> like, where, like where's Cody and who's this <laughs> guy? Like, I've only been gone for a little bit, guys. It's not even a year. Yeah. Uh, another squash match, Buddy Matthews and Serpentico. But I mean, this this one had a reason because yes. it brought Miro back. And I think Miro's super kick Buddy Matthews back to NXT. And yeah, that was that was quite <laughs> that the kick. Unreal. But, but he came with, with uh, Malachi's mask. Yes, he did. How did he and get Malachi's mask? Exactly. <laughs> yes, that was and I, I think he tried to break it, but when he threw it down, it didn't break. Did you right. notice that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it was supposed to shatter. Yeah, I feel I mean, like it was. He threw that hard. <laughs> like, and it just kind of bounced and rolled away. Yeah. But, I uh, want I, I want Miro. I mean, his thing with Malachi is going to be good. I want Miro oh, to be yeah. AEW. I want him to be AEW champion. I think and, he, uh, should, he should be next in line or or third in line. Like, if, they're gonna, if MJF's back, do him. But then than Miro. See, I'd, I'd put it on Miro before MJF. Well, unless you're using MJF versus Punk, because I was going to say MJF has to have the belt for like a year. Yeah, that's true. When he has it, he'd have to have like the obnoxious heel run yeah. of like getting because himself counted the... out and like, yeah. Well, if MJF wins it as a face, he'll win the belt as a face and by the end of the year be a heel. Right. <laughs> like, seriously, because everybody will hate it. Like, Yeah, he, can't, he, can't, he can't be a and... face for long. Yeah. And so they do. Speaking of, we're about ready to, uh, they'll start to announce the uh, Dynamite Diamond ring thing. Oh, yeah. When do they do that? It's usually in like September, October. All right. So, well, they at least got to get, uh, unless if MJF really did leave, maybe you'll have to mail it back. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't think they'll do this, but would they have... Not MJF doesn't. Everyone thinks he's coming back. Maybe he doesn't come back. Maybe he comes back for that. That would make sense because maybe I mean, they do is... the di- the dynamite diamond ring. He's not. They don't mention him. He's not involved. They don't mention that he ever had it. And they just start the match, and then he shows up, being like, "Wait, wait, wait! You can't do this without me." That's and true. then because he's been back. the only winner of it, right? He's been like he's had it three straight years, so or two. Is this going into year three? I think. Or year I think four? it's. I think it's. I think it's three now. So we're going to hit year four? I think so. Wow. 
I mean, we could easily just look this up, but I'll end up stopping the podcast. We'll look that up. <laughs> the the super fan that I am that we have a podcast right now. Yeah, he's had it. It's, he, he, he won it for the third the third time. He won it three times. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. But then like I was trying to think if there wasn't maybe there wasn't one the first year. Like no, there was I mean? at the very be- there was at the very beginning okay. that he won. Okay. And I think when um, he won it, I correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was still like Cody's buddy at that time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he won the first one, that was like like the first stepping stone. Right. And then he became who <laughs> we all love to hate. Right. Um, Penelope Ford versus Athena. So happy Penelope's back. She is going to bring so much to the women's division. Uh, she has she improved. A, she has improved in the last, like, I don't know, prior to her being gone for a while. Like, she's got a lot better very quickly. Yes, she has. Yes, she has. Um, and I don't know if she's been working with Danielson and Jade and Regal, but she's doing something with somebody. Yeah, she's she's getting really good. She's, yeah, and it's it, like not that she wasn't good before. She's like more refined now. Yeah. Like she's smoother. She it's she's just it was a good match. Um, <laughs> Athena got the win. Um, the baddies jumped Athena, and was that Triple H or Jade with the sledgehammer? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. She also hit a she also hit a pedigree once before. She did hit a pedigree once before. So she she's got the the Triple H Cody thing where she wants to be Triple H now too. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Triple Jade. They should have. Uh, I I said to you, we should have seen it coming when they started mentioning Athena homemade wings, and she made those herself. Uh, and yes, they're so important to her. Broken. Yeah. As soon as as soon as they mentioned, as soon as I should have caught on, it's another wrestling thing. As soon as they mentioned how important something is to somebody, that thing is going to get smashed. And like the other thing we should have noticed, like they were on top of the ramp for an entire match. Right. Like, why would they have still been there? Like, yeah. No one came they, to like clear them away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, no production assistant was like, why didn't anybody go get that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I think we got a commercial for the most important thing that's going to happen. Promo wise coming this week. And that's, Ricky Starks with was it ten seconds? Who said? Yeah, I got a lot to say, and I'll meet y'all in the ring on Wednesday. Yeah, what's he gonna say? Ooh, I it's ooh so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's. I have no idea what he's gonna say. It's something because they wouldn't have. They would have just had the promo. They wouldn't yeah. have hyped it up otherwise. And I, this is the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that AEW AEW has hyped an actual promo. Right. Like, uh, well, Max's when he quote-unquote left right oh and and, and once once eddie kingston addressed his enemies yes okay so it wasn't a promo it was him addressing his enemies that's which i I thought was great yes (laughs) uh but yeah it's got to be something because otherwise they would have just run a promo in between matches so right so i i have a feeling they're going to give him more than a minute right they're going to let him talk and oh I, i actually i hope that's how they start the show I would love to see because AEW tries to do like the opposite of WWE. Right. And WWE likes to start with promos. Right. AEW likes to start with matches. Yeah. But this I week they love... started with this week they started with punk. So maybe they're 
Well, experimenting. yeah, on both shows, they started with promos, if you noticed. Right. Claudio opened Rampage. Right, right. Uh, so if they open with Starks and then let Starks do like kind of what Punk and Mox did, if they give him like, hey, you got like 12 minutes. Right. Just go. Oh. Yeah, because they, ha- they haven't announced mm. much for Dynamite other than, I mean, they don't need right. to. It's Punk Moxley. But I, yeah, right. I could see them giving him some time. And also, that makes a lot of sense to what I was going to say. We might get a 60-minute match. That's true. Because, <laughs> yeah, it could, go, it could go a while. I I would like them to do, and I think they might do this. And I, I think WWE did it. I don't remember. Like the WWF probably in the 90s. Um, I don't remember what the match was. It might have been like a hardcore match or something. But I kind of want to see them do... You know, let's start the show or, or the second segment. If Ricky Starks is gonna, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have this match. We're gonna have it right away because they can't wait and right. have the match and just have you know Moxie attack Punk in the entryway when he's doing his entrance and they brawl to the back and like kind of just the whole show they're they're fighting, oh, just fighting, yeah, yeah. And the match doesn't <laughs> actually start till like nine thirty, but like they've been fighting for an fighting hour for like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. great. I kind of oh, want that. Fantastic. And like getting pulled apart every so often, and then they just start fighting again. Like I, I feel like that would be cool. That would be unreal. That would be great. Um, so I, I saw on Twitter someone posted, uh, "AEW needs to end what when they're doing these live, like since we're doing live next week, um, all in Chicago, right? Like end Dynamite with Claudio, like doing the giant swing to somebody, and then." as rampage starts like have all the pyro <laughs> and everything but have him in the ring with him just still doing still it still doing it first <laughs> with the same person that's great just feel like he's been, he's been doing this for a day and a half <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't get him out of here that's just, great yeah again suspension of disbelief but that would be hilarious <laughs> i'd love every minute of that um best friends versus the trust busters and orange cassidy <laughs> It's going, whoa, Mark, that was my line. That was so good. <laughs> so, good. so good. Again, I don't know how they don't start laughing. I, yeah, because I laugh every time, and you see yeah. it coming from 10 <laughs> miles away. Uh, as a group, the Trustbusters make zero sense until you sent me that tweet that somebody tweeted out to Tony Khan. Right. Who he answered back their tweet went something to the degree of to me it seems like the trust busters is tony khan being ari davari and slim J being all the indie wrestlers that he loves and parker boudreaux being the xwwe guy right and wow who responded to that tweet but mr tony khan himself (laughs) basically saying you are exactly right right and and that's great it's so great. It's so self-aware and so great. And I really hope they like obnoxiously push the Trustbusters. Like they're in main events way more than they should be for a while. Yes. Just to like, because you know, it makes the people who, who hate Tony Khan just really mad. Yep. yep. And and he, I, I, he shouldn't structure the show around making people mad, obviously. But you know, he likes it. Like he, oh, he, yeah. he personally finds this funny and like the whole show should be things that personally make the owner funny. Think the, the owner thinks it's funny. Cause then you get Vince McMahon thinking right. ridiculous stuff. But like <laughs> if, if his one thing is he's going to have the trust busters be him, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. Cause it's self-aware. I mean, yeah. 
it's just overly obnoxious right and oh it's so good and i mean they're getting pushed yeah as you said fairly well they're on the main event here yep um and they actually controlled the early part of the match uh i was very surprised like oh i completely was not to cut you yeah. off, but I just thought yeah. <laughs> the Trustbusters should, they should book a women's match at like eight o'clock and the Trustbusters should come out and be like, no, 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 we can't have this match yet. And like interrupt the match and like make it insist that it goes on at 920. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I'm, I'm, now you can continue with your yes actual recap. That's no problem. <laughs> um, the Trustbusters had control early and I was like seriously surprised like that they let them like the best friends did nothing for a solid 10 minutes in this right. match. Yeah. And they went to commercial, they came back, Orange Cassidy gets um gets control back and you know you go back and uh you know Chuck Taylor and uh Trent they do their little thing and they kind of hit their finisher but then Trustbusters start to come back. My boy Slim J, I love that dude. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh He's somehow also, simultaneously like 18 years old yes. and also like in his late 40s. And I don't yes. know which it actually is. I Googled his age and it does it's not on the internet. Like then nobody nobody knows. He's 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 between 18 and 90. Right. Somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, to me, he also looks like somebody that smokes a lot of cigarettes. And I right. have nothing to back that up. He just yeah. looks like he smokes right. a lot of cigarettes. And like he makes would, no sense. And you know, like when someone smokes a lot, like they smell like smoke, even when they're not smoking. Yes. Seems he like he looks that. like he would. Yeah. Him and Eddie Kingston both, but I know yeah. Eddie smokes. <laughs> right. Which makes no sense to like how an athlete could smoke. And like Eddie right. smokes menthols, which is even crazier. <laughs> uh, but, anyways. Um, it, it looks like the trust posters are getting right back in it. And then Dan Housen shows up. Yes. <laughs> and the fact that, that he moved Sonny Kiss out of the way because he didn't want to curse her. <laughs> and he told, and then he went on Twitter and told her that's the only warning she gets. I thought that was the greatest that's thing. That's good. You know, she, she said something like, oh, next time you step in the ring. And she, and he said something like, well, Dan Housen spared you, so you owe him $20. <laughs> or something it was something like that but it was like letting her know hey dan Housen, he doesn't you know he, he's not too nice all the time but that was his nice so he could be evil that's right <laughs> he's at the balance at um, the very nice with the very evil very evil yeah can't be evil all the time right. um, but best friends get the win best friends advance uh so we had on the on the dynamite side, we had Kenny Omega and the Bucks, and on the Rampage side, we had Best Friends Advance. So, um, we have Death Triangle and um, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay left, and Dark Order versus House of Black. House of Black. So, wow, when we got we got some crazy matches coming up. Yeah. For sure. But that brings us to rant time. Okay. And boy, do I have one. All right. And you can go for, you can go first. Okay. See, <clears throat> this kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier. And I, I'm loving every second of it. These people that can't like take what AEW does, or if uh, Punk's going into business for himself or this, that, or the other. WWE killed kayfabe. I hate that word, 
but they killed it because they wanted to be a legitimate company, a legitimate sport. Yes, you have to be a legitimate athlete to be a pro wrestler, but everybody and their mom knows that it's fake. Right. And WWE went to went to war with that. Now all of a sudden that it's kayfabe, quote unquote. I keep doing air quotes when I say that is coming back. People don't know how to react, and old heads like us and CM Punk and Tony Khan and any indie wrestler understands how that works because they had to live that life. Right. And now that it's back and people don't know what to do. And as soon as somebody goes a little bit off the cusp, they think that they're going to walk. And I love every second of it because it just proves that they're playing both sides of the fence. Yeah. And people are not, I don't want to call everybody dumb, but you're not smart enough of a fan to know that you're being played what we've said before and is it's so great it's been 20 years essentially with with only wwe i mean obviously right. there's other companies but basically only wwe Correct. and so there's you know entire adults who are you know 25 and have only known WWE. like they yeah. they weren't they weren't conscious of themselves when wcw or ecw or whatever was around so they've only known WWE. So you you can't even say like, oh, why don't they know? It's like when, you know, once in a while you get a meme where like a young yeah. person doesn't know who Paul McCartney was and everyone's like, how could you not know? I'm like, well, because I'm 20. That's why. <laughs> like, true. because because you're a young person and you don't know these things. Right. So like they've had their entire lives of wrestling or sports entertainment being one way one way and one way only and there only one no way. Option. Yeah. And so no when some when something happens, that's not that. They're like, well, but this isn't the thing. Like, if, they, like, if, if you know, movies, even movie actors started acting like their characters outside of a movie, you'd be like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Because you've never seen that before. And that, that's there's actually uh, there's a really good movie. Casey Affleck made it. It's called "You're Still There." I think. Keep talking, and I'll, I'll give you the premise of it. But yeah, there's. I mean, like, there are there are certain instances where like there's a you know a method actor who will play his character on a you know on a on a late night talk show or something, and and right. it gets everybody talking, being like, "What's going on? Why is he doing that?" And it's because you don't expect to see that in a movie. Everyone knows, like you've said with with wrestling, everyone knows that they're playing characters. You know, right? They don't hate each other. They're not fighting each other, and and they're characters. But you introduce a little bit of, you know, it's not even it's not even kayfabe in the sense that it's more like blurring the lines of like I think it's a Vince McMahon line actually who's completely walked away from it which is weird but <laughs> I think he told Austin I think that the best characters are, are real life and you turn it up a little bit oh yeah and I Absolutely. feel like that's what AEW is doing like maybe Punk and Hangman do like have they don't get along that well maybe they don't but like let's take that and we're going to turn it into a whole thing and then people won't know what's real and what's wrestling and what's the show and what's not the show. And that's something right. that WWE hasn't done very much recently. They did, but they don't, they haven't done in the last 20 years. So people aren't, aren't expecting it. They don't know what to do when it happens. And, and, and that's my point. That's what I love about it because like you said, they like melt down. Yeah. Like, it has to be real. Right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. And I've even seen people be like, oh, why would Tony Khan or AEW leak that 
you know, they have a bad backstage environment. It just makes them look bad. I'm like, no, it makes you want to watch Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only exactly. thing that they, that's what they're there for. Like, they don't care if you think they're friendly backstage or whatever. They care that you watch their TV show. Right. And I think there may be, there may be some point to, you know, their backstage environment isn't what it could be because, you know, people like, uh, Big Swole or people like Jonathan Grisham have said, like, it's tough to get in touch with Tony. He's not always available. It's right. hard to talk. Like, there might be some some backstage issues that, and he did hire some new or promote some people to, to like, Tony Schiavone is now more, you know, a backstage liaison right. type role. So maybe that's an actual issue. That's that's a real thing. But they're playing it up for television. Exactly. And it's just all part of the plan and um the name of that documentary is called i'm still here i'll tell you all about right. it later uh, but, <laughs> but anyways yeah like that's all part of the plan and you not realizing that you're part of the joke it makes it better for them because they're just going to keep doing it it makes like, it for them and it makes it better i'd argue it makes it better for you like yeah Oh, if wrestling, you can blur those lines. Absolutely. Wrestling is unique in the sense that the people who are the wrestlers, like we know about their personal lives and their, you know, what they, you know, who they're friends with outside of wrestling and who their other wrestling friends are, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And that sometimes carries into storylines because that never happens in other forms of entertainment. They never have, you know, a movie where they're like, and these two actors are actually friends outside. Like, who cares? That right. doesn't matter. Right. But in wrestling, that stuff matters. Like, that's, they they involve, you know, when, you know, t- uh, Ty Mello and, and Sammy Guevara are dating and married, like, that's real, but it's also on the show. Correct. And that, that doesn't happen in any other forms of entertainment. So when you can blend it to the point where you don't know what's going to happen or you don't know what's real and what's not real, like, that's good like i like that and oh yeah that's something that's missing from wrestling when they you know they did you know kill kayfabe where everyone used to think it was real you know however many years ago and then they realized it's not real it kind of you know takes something away but if you can make it feel real again you go ahead that's great i I will never forget this for as long as i live I, i was watching a youtube video maybe about five six years ago and someone was telling a story about it, it was Pat Patterson telling a story about Blackjack Mulligan and how much protecting the business meant to like all those guys. Right. <laughs> well, in the car that um, Pat Patterson was in, they had a flat tire and they're driving down the road after the show. And the, of course, like, all the baby faces rode together and all the heels rode together back right. in the day because you couldn't even be seen with them. Right. So it's late at night. They're on the side of the road. Well, the blackjack mulligan and the heels are coming by and they see them on the side of the road and they figure it's late. Well, they'll help them. So they're sitting there, they're helping them change the tire and the cops show up to like, they see, you know, uh, people on the side of the road, at night right. Changing a tire. And, the cop recognized who they were. Well, Blackjack Mulligan kicks the jack out from under the car and throws the spare tire down the hill and says, <laughs> How are you gonna get to the how are you get into Chicago next week or that's this week? great? And, and they were like instantly, he was like, Nobody questioned it. And they were just like, Oh man, 
thank, thank God you showed up to the cop and he was like, the cop was like dumbfounded. That's <laughs> like, awesome. And, but yeah, like that's how much they, that it met back in the day. So right. if you're bringing it, obviously they're not going to bring it back to that degree because we all know, but <laughs> if you can believe in it a little bit and just always keep your fan base guessing, right? You're, you're going to win. Yeah. Like it's, it's fantastic. So that was just my little rant. Um, what, what, on, on that note, do you think this yeah. Punk Moxley match is the biggest dynamite match? Um, other than the very, very, very first match that was ever on Dynamite, right? Yes, just yeah. because that had to set a precedent. If right. you were tuning in that night, you had to be entertained on that first match. Yeah, the so only thing were... I can think of that might rival it is um, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. That was another good one, and that was also oh, that was a, a title match, and you didn't know who was going to win, and there was a title change, but. I think this is bigger. And you could also throw Cody and Brody Lee in the dog collar match. Right. In there. Because the Brody Lee Cody dog collar match. Is that when did he beat Cody or did Cody beat him? He beat Cody, didn't he? He beat Cody. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Because then he became champion and then he got sick. Right. A couple months down the line. Right. So, uh, yeah, so one of those matches, either the first one, like this is definitely top three matches. Of and all I time. think all this stuff they're doing with backstage rumors and going into business, and I think oh, it's yeah. all to to make this oh. the biggest one. They want this to yep. be the biggest one, and they're going to hype oh, up yeah. everything to, yeah, to make is... you watch Dynamite. And if you think that there's a chance that maybe CM Punk is going to walk out on the match or something unplanned oh. is going to happen... You're gonna they do that. That's true. They could do that. <laughs> like this is punk no shows this week. Yeah. I <laughs> if you oh but God. if but if even you think that that might happen or something that's oh, not yeah. planned is gonna happen, like you're gonna you're gonna watch because oh, yeah. something you don't expect might happen tomorrow. You have to watch it. So yeah. Oh, that would be so great if they play it up that Moxley shows up and like, hey, he's Dude, he's not here. Even like, if even if he does do. eventually oh. show up and they play it up that maybe he's not going to show up. Like he hasn't got to the right. arena yet. What's going on? Right. We're all we're right. trying to call him and like right. have Tony Khan come out when Tony Khan never comes out and have him be right. on TV and be like, fans, look, we've been trying to call him all night. We we know he's in the in the in the city, but we don't know where he is. We're yep. trying to and like make it a whole thing. And then yeah, he could show up at the end, show up wearing street clothes and do the match. Like, yeah. <sighs> Oh, that would be amazing. That would be so good. Yeah, especially you got to add the Tony Khan. Like, I know he doesn't like to be an on-screen character. Right. But if you bring him out as the legit boss, like... Right, like not a character, not yeah, anything. Like, just like he's as, he has hey, to say this. Yeah, Yeah, you guys paid your good money and this comes back to me. Like, right. I failed you guys. Oh, right. that would be perfect. That would be great. And if they did do something like that, it would by far, hands down, be the biggest match slash moment in. That might even be bigger than the Punk return, honestly. Yeah, and they, yeah, Punk if would they have were to able to pull all that off. Do yeah. like a Hogan Jarrett thing where where you know Punk comes out and gives him the belt and goes, "I don't care about this." Like have have the match, but just put some doubt into it. 
right. and then have them show up, you know, you know, wearing street clothes or, you know, clearly not ready for the match. And then like, he just walked in and they threw him into the arena. Cause yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that would be super cool. All right. Okay. I have, I have a rant that actually similar to your rant ties into your rant. You can tell we both been spending time on Twitter this week. Yes. Um, <laughs> my, th- my, my rant is everybody says they want, the late nineties or even early two thousands wrestling back because you almost universally, other than people who weren't alive or weren't watching at the time that the years 1996 to like 2002, 2001 were, right. were the best recent years of wrestling, like outside of the, I mean, the eighties, seventies before that, but like, right. It was better pretty universally. Like, I don't even think I'm sounding like an old disgruntled man when I say it was better, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a general thought. Most people would say it was better back then. Totally. But everyone says they want that time back. But as soon as you get the stuff that made that era, what it was, people get upset. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like the, the nineties was all about like AEW mentions WWE and people flip out going, how could they do that? How unprofessional Tony Khan tweeted that thing about how he's the longest running CEO in wrestling yeah. and everyone <laughs> lost their minds yeah. over like, you can't do that. That's offensive. And like, did you see that? You didn't see the night. Like Eric Bischoff came out on television and told you what was going to happen on raw. Yeah. Like, and, and leading to that, actually made people turn the channel and still watch it right like that was the crazy part yeah like like yeah the, the, 90s, the 90s was was, was was taking shots at other companies the 90s was like blurring the lines between reality and not reality the 90s was you know having you know mankind winning the title from the rock on tv ran on a taped show because there was <laughs> so much going on it was yeah. um you know heel turns it was chaotic shows where a million things happen it and was then, you know big title matches for free it was unannounced debuts and returns like that's what it was yeah and you had the counterpoint to that you had like the almost the counterculture of counterculture in ECW doing the absolute opposite of that right yeah like <laughs> like ECW was basically wrestling today right like if you've never watched ECW, you could watch one of the old ECW shows and you would get it. Right. <laughs> but it was so unheard of then, you know. But now people are saying, like, people get upset being like, oh, you know, how do they, you know, bring back Claudio and why is he not, and why is he in this match? Or they didn't announce it. They could have hyped it up and put it in. The, no, that's, yeah. that's how the 90s worked. Like, <laughs> like yeah. people just showed up on the, like, when the, the outsiders came to WCW, they didn't tell you. They just showed right. up. Like, they were just <laughs> there. And then, like, you would watch Raw and, like, oh, look, uh, Eddie Guerrero, why is he there? He's just there, that he works here now. Like, that's yep. just how it, that's how it went. Like, people yeah. just moved back and forth. Random stuff happened. Like, they didn't, they didn't, it was, not, it was scripted, obviously. But it, it wasn't scripted like wrestling is today, where they, they go, this is segment two, and this is going to happen, and then that thing happens. And then segment three, this thing happens. Like, yeah, back in the day, they were running a wrestling show on television. Now they're running a television show that features wrestling. Right. And (laughs) like, but like everyone says they want those days back. Even younger people who didn't live through those days are like, it seems so cool that they were in all this, all this happening. You know, people like Steve Austin, people like the rock and they didn't even see them wrestle necessarily, but they think they're cool. 
but as soon as you get a little bit of it, as soon as you get, you know, AEW taking a shot at WWE or WWE taking a shot at AEW, or you yeah. get, you know, someone being fired and showing up in the other company, or you get, you know, a sudden debut, a sudden turn, you get a, an un, a unexpected title match happening next week. People yeah. flip out being like, you can't do that. That's not what yeah. we want. But like, no, that's what you've been asking for. That's what it was. And and how could you like like you said like how could you not be stoked on that like yeah <laughs> and I'm not trying to say that WWE and in and AEW at the level where Raw and Nitro were because they're not uh, no, they're not they're not sure. on at the same time they're not you know if they were on at the same time Raw would crush Dynamite like it would that's yeah. it's not Dynamite's not it gets half the ratings that that Raw or SmackDown gets so I'm not trying to say that they're at the same level as Raw and Nitro where when Nitro was beating them for ever i'm just trying to say like the feeling that you got from watching a show in the 90s is the feeling that you get from watching stuff now where like random stuff happens you know uh, instead of a tony niece match john moxie comes out and knocks him in the head and that there is no tony niece match now right that's like that's the kind of stuff they did all the time yeah and it's not like they're completely it's not the 90s they're not running you know the same storylines they ran in the 90s a lot of the stuff we've said before a lot of the stuff they did in the 90s are couldn't be on tv nor should it be on tv yes it was stuff that like clearly would not be suitable to air on a television program but like to be honest to be honest it was skirting the lines then right so yeah i mean it's even worse and i'm not saying that 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 they're not i mean they're not going back to that they're not going to do any of that stuff when they shouldn't but like the general feeling of like what's real what's not real the general like that's what's been missing from wrestling is anything can happen the wwe made that their thing you know anything can happen in wd but that that hasn't been the case in a very long time yeah and now it is again and even on wwe like i didn't no one thought cody when cody said he was leaving i thought it was a work and then 100 agree with you and then he actually he actually showed up at wrestlemania with his same entrance and same gimmick and and then i like I was completely surprised. Not that he, uh, it was obviously hinted that he was going to be there, but the fact that it went down the way that it did, I was completely yeah. surprised by. And that's good. Like that's what we all say we yes. want. And yeah. if and if we're if you're mad now that you know they're giving away matches for free or they're having debuts <sighs> that don't mean anything or they're there's too much chaos on the show. It goes. I've heard you. Oh, dynamite goes too fast. But that's what everybody's been asking for for the last 30 you know, 25 years is for it to be more like that and tony khan is you know close to our age and yeah. and that's what he's he grew up watching too so when he's going to make a wrestling show that's what he's going to make uh, yeah <laughs> so what i'm getting at is that the tv shows are good don't complain uh, absolutely. and if the tv shows are bad complain like if you watch dynamite and you go i thought that was dumb or the match was bad or the angle was stupid that's fine. Go ahead. You don't have to like it. But if right. but if the show is entertaining you, you don't have to be like, well, technically it would have been more impactful if they had this debut. <laughs> like, who cares? Did the, was yeah. the show fun? If it was, good. Then be happy. And if the show was right. if they if they run something really stupid, like like the like like when the, the fireworks didn't go off at the end of that Moxley Omega match. And oh like yeah. like everyone made fun and they should have like make fun of that yeah. that was that uh-huh. went that was bad right like no one's saying yeah. you have to like everything they're doing because they're trying hard but like if the show was entertaining and you enjoyed it like i said before it doesn't you're, you don't own aew 
So if they, if, if they don't, if, if you're like, well, they could have actually saved this debut and made more money. I don't care if they make more money. Is the show fun? Yeah. Right. Okay, good. I'm happy. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And I'm happy they're making money. And yeah. making money is because they're delivering. Right. <laughs> and like you said, it's what people have been asking for. And it was it was it, well first off it was time for something to happen right in in wrestling like wwe was just it, it the market was so cornered and if like i was so far out of that that i there's like i would always be like first off it's what's what is smackdown two two hours or three? yeah two two so yeah so five hours a week i was like I would not commit that much time <laughs> to wrestling. Like, and I don't know, like it, it, wrestling that I wasn't interested in. We'll put it and I don't way. even, That's... I don't even necessarily blame WWE for that. Cause like they were the only company around. They weren't, what were they in danger of competing with? They, no one, like no oh, one. Yeah. Made. I mean, and as much money as you can. Right. And they were making a ton of money and continue to make a ton of money. And so why would yeah. you not just, Oh, if we do it this way, we make more money. Okay. Like, yeah, of course they are going to do that, but that doesn't make the TV show good. That just makes the shareholders happy. Well, yeah. And the shareholders at, at that bottom line is they, they don't look at ratings. They just look at money. <laughs> right. And so, like, I don't and, even, you, you can't even really blame them. Cause when, when, when there were no other wrestling companies, conceive like legitimate com competitor wrestling companies um right I, when when they said things like oh no you know other wrestling isn't our our competition you know all media is a competition like they weren't wrong like if if there's only so many hours in a week and you only have so many hours to watch something they are kind of competing with a movie or with right. you know youtube or whatever because they have to because you can only watch so many things so it would made sense that they turned it more scripted and they turned it more like a TV show because that's what they had started competing with. That's so I don't even blame them for, for going that way. It's just if you wanted it to go back to what it was, AEW isn't rehashing the 90s, but they have the same feel in many ways as the late 90s. And like what you said, people don't know. People aren't used to this, and so they freak out. Right. <laughs> no, that hits the nail on the head perfectly. It's fun again. See, I talk a lot, but eventually I make a point. <laughs> oh no, you were that's you were, that's that's just... that's my whole thing. If I just keep talking, I eventually get to the point. Eventually, eventually you get there. Hey, that's right. That's all about the destination. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I I said before, like they're filling a void and they're doing it really well. So yeah, I I don't want them to do anything different. Like I read a tweet today, and someone uh, said there's a, there's a possible rumor of dynamite going down to an hour, right? And I I said like I did a Google search, I couldn't find anything on it. I don't know, right? But whatever, I think that'd be the dumbest thing they could do. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I almost think Rampage needs an hour. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want it to be an hour only because it starts late as it is. I don't want it to be any longer, but it does feel really, really short. Yeah. And 
he said that there's that weird thing with Tony Khan can't have anything that competes against the NFL. Right. So they so, can't really move it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could so, be Tuesday. NFL doesn't have games on Tuesday, right? But it would be weird to put it on no. Tuesday. Yeah, they would have all four of their hours Tuesday and Wednesday. Right. <laughs> and, like, it's so weird, but, like, the NFL rules so much. Like, Tony Khan couldn't even use Sunday, even though they're only on, you know, what, 20 Sundays out of the year. Right. <laughs> So Tuesday or Saturday is the only other option, really. Yeah, so Tuesday or Saturday. And then Saturday in the States, you're going to lose it to college football. Right. And... So Yeah, so it makes sense that Rampage, <laughs> like they have no choice but to put Rampage where it is. But it's yeah. it's a really bad time slot. Like it's Friday night. If you're old like us, it's hard to stay up for. And yes. if you're young, like you're going to go out and do something. Because it's Friday yeah. night. So. And- and then it can't be earlier because then you compete directly with SmackDown. Right. And that's not good. So what, what if they did two hours if they did seven to eight and then ten to eleven? <laughs> Just put a gap in the middle, yeah. Just put a gap. <laughs> so, so you could purpose. Just so you could watch SmackDown. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Just Yes, we we're going to have a new time on Friday nights. From 7 to 8 7... and from 10 to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Only on TNT. Oh, that'd be amazing. In between, they'll show a movie? Yeah, like, I mean, it'd be perfect for TNT. Because <laughs> they could. They could just run a movie. <laughs> be their, you know, Friday night block. There you go. <laughs> 7 to 11. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. So, do you in closing, do you have anything to say? Go I don't. To... The only thing that I, I, we both mentioned it. I absolutely love that we don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And the, yes. the speculation of it is just like, it runs the gamut of like, MJF is going to come back, or Punk's not going to show up, or, right. you know, Hangman's going to interfere, or they're going to have the match, and then it's not going <laughs> to happen. Like, this anything could happen like literally anything could happen and i'd be like yeah that makes sense like so it's hey, anything really cool you just yeah so the three things that you just routed off not only totally could happen but totally would be like oh yeah perfect yeah that was perfect <laughs> like yeah any, like right now there's so many things on the table it's it's a good time for sure so uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another episode of the Elite City Podcast. Uh, if you would like to contact us, <laughs> now what's that? What's that Twitter account that we have? <clears throat> Let me think here. Uh, it's at Elite City Pod. There you Twitter. go. Not at Elite City, which is someone else <laughs> completely. <laughs> Apparently it works. I don't know who, who it is <laughs> it's or what it somebody is. Somebody else. <laughs> so not. yeah. So so RJ City, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you, you got the link. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, uh, the other Elite City, by the way, has one follower. So <laughs> it's probably him. He's probably elated that he wants <laughs> he wants these people on it on their podcast and they're not getting back to me. <laughs> no, but if you're listening to this. If you click the link, the link brought you to the podcast. 
Mr. RJ City. But yeah, you got if you it. followed if you followed the at, you went somewhere totally wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's that story. So yes, we are at Elite City Pod. I'm gonna mess that up again, guaranteed. <laughs> on Twitter and follow us, we'll follow you back. Thank you for listening, everybody. Again, we had more listeners, so that's awesome. Uh, keep listening and keep subscribing. So uh, this was yet another week that was. So until next week, later. Later.